I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're wondering if Mercedes can take it to Red Bull in 2024 you're probably going to want to watch this. Now, all the talk surrounds McLaren recently and how they seem to be the one taking the challenge to Red Bull with their punchy advertising campaign and how all the other teams are frantically trying to counter all of this and try and stealing their thunder. We see you, Alpine, with your pink camo. And all the while, Ferrari's talking about their Project 676 car, how they've gained tons of downforce in the wake of having to reduce for reliability's sake, and how Charles Leclerc is pretty happy with the progress that they have seen and the fact that the team is desperately trying to keep him. But what about Mercedes and all this? They've been really quiet over the winter, and Toto has really not been spouting off about how we can absolutely win the 2024 title. It's been relatively silent. And that's a good thing. But all of this means that I reckon that Lewis Hamilton will not be in contention for the 2024 title. And that's okay. Because this team is doing stuff, but most importantly... They are dealing with all of the fundamental issues that have been plaguing them over 2023. They consumed a whole lot of humble pie throughout that season, and now they are digesting the contents, and what has been purged will be ultimately their glory come 2025. Or not. It doesn't really matter. The important thing is, Mercedes needed to change. And they are. Because that absolutely crucial brain drain that has been plaguing Mercedes, and is starting to plague Red Bull now, is finally being curtailed, with the likes of Toto Wolff and James Allison, two of the major ingredients in the Mercedes domination plan from 2014 onwards, have extended their contracts for a few more years, so that consistency remains right at the top. They're going through into 2026, and considering that Toto Wolff owns a third of the team, one of the major investments in that play, with Mercedes AMG being one of the other major investors, and the British tycoon from Ineos being the other third owner, there is that degree of stability. If Toto was no longer the team principal and just an investor, or decided to take the money and run, then I reckon that there would have been a huge lot of problems come the future of Mercedes, but at least that consistency remains. One of their major investors and benefactors isn't suddenly going to leave them in the lurch, which is crucial given that F1 seems to be all about attracting new investors lately. Except for Haas, they didn't get that memo, Gene decided to go it alone. And he's been burning the last couple of years, with the Zeropod concept ultimately proving 
that there are some flaws that Mercedes have been dealing with that they might not necessarily have noticed, that aerodynamics in this era are incredibly important. Something that was relatively lax in the world where engine power from Mercedes' high-power performance could carry them through for the most part, and Williams were the prime example of that, their aero package being even less effective than Mercedes, but they got third in 2014 anyway. Now you see, this is a really good start for Mercedes and trying to reinvent themselves in the wake of them being humbled two seasons in a row, then realising that, hey, they are no longer title contenders by proxy, that they're going to have to work for it and fix a lot of the issues that have sort of been pushed to the side for the fact that they were just so dominant for so many years that it didn't really matter. The important thing to do right now is to shore up the ship and prevent any further drainage from occurring because, again, this has been happening for quite a few years now as personnel move to other teams or other sports for new challenges and, of course, other teams in Formula 1 offering them far higher salaries. Look at James Vowles, for example. He was one of the strategic bods over at Mercedes. He's now gone on to lead Williams and he's doing a fantastic job. Andy Cowell and Aldo Costa, they were very big figures in terms of performance and engineering factors within Mercedes. They have now moved on to pastures new, so that is a very big factor. And considering that the engine was one of the core components as to why Mercedes were that good for so long and other Mercedes customers profited, that's a very big blow. And of course, many other lower figures have moved from Mercedes to different teams for the fact that they were part of that dream team. That's why partially Valtteri Bottas was picked up by Alfa Romeo, Toto Wolff wishing to give him a sort of golden parachute sort of deal, which meant that he wasn't out of a drive. So yes, all of that Mercedes insight would be fantastic for Alfa Romeo and then Sauber, but that hasn't necessarily translated into all that much. But again, that's for another video. But now it's starting to happen in Red Bull with Rob Marshall, one of the OG staff members of Red Bull, been there since the beginning, going to McLaren. And this will start to happen more and more. As Red Bull continue to be good, the challenge is no longer there, and other teams will want to have a sight of that Red Bull pie, much like the Mercedes pie. That's just how it goes in Formula 1. It comes and ebbs and flows. It's just the way things work. But the main issues that I saw throughout 2023 concerned the likes of the car itself. The drivers going into each other's throats at points, although it didn't get nearly as bad as the Rosberg-Hamilton era. As well as all of the other little things that weren't really a problem when Mercedes were dominating everything, but really came into sharp relief when things started to not go their way. And they were things that could easily be resolved, but because of Toto Wolff himself, and he's now finally acknowledged that he didn't really bother to think because what was the point? He didn't have to worry about those things because all the other things were doing great. But the important thing is, Toto, is that the entire widget has to work like clockwork. Christian Horner did just that. For many years, everybody was telling Red Bull to pull your finger out and deal with the Red Bull problem. Ferrari were told this too. They came close a few times, but they ultimately fell short for multiple factors, including the likes of Sebastian Vettel's campaign in 2018, absolutely falling to bits just like the awning at the Hockenheim Grand Prix. I'm sorry if that's still a little raw, but it's the truth. It kind of fell down from there. Over time, Red Bull put in some hard work, evolution, and ultimately came up with a package that could take the challenge to Mercedes. But one of the most glaring issues that I really took umbrage with, and one of the reasons why I think Mercedes kind of deserved all the hardship from the last couple of years, is the fact that their pit stops sucked. Really, really sucked. Considering the likes of McLaren and Red Bull, Two of the fastest pit stop garages in the entire grid. McLaren hold the pit stop record of 1.8 seconds. Red Bull consistently get two second pit stops, 1.9 second pit stops. Those are really impressive and partially why they are a really well oiled machine. 
Mercedes, though? What was their fastest pit stop? Well, according to the likes of Sportskeeda, 2.59 seconds. Yeah, that is half a second lost in a pit stop. Over the course of a Grand Prix, that can make the difference between you exiting in front of someone or behind someone and making your lot a whole lot harder, using up your tyres, using up your fuel, using up all of these resources and parts and components that can easily wear out and you might end up with a DNF. So it's better to get in front of somebody so you can then go on to the next person. That could make Mercedes' lot in life so much easier and far less arduous for the drivers. But thankfully, thankfully, Mercedes are aware of this Toto has swallowed his fist and realised that, hey, maybe we need to invest in the pit stops because finally, according to reports, they are starting to invest in brand new pit stop gear, which will give them all of the tools that they need to do the pit stops faster. Faster wheel guns, better training, better jacks, better everything. Pit stops have increasingly become more and more important as part of the overall strategy and how you can get success. Once again, you have to overtake in the pits. And Mercedes... Didn't have to worry about that. But now everyone has to worry about it. Even Red Bull. This to me was one of the biggest pitfalls Mercedes faced and they were not really looking to address it. But now they are looking at it and going, oh yeah, maybe we might need to fix that as well. But good, that's a plus. Then there's the car itself. And this has been something that they could not fix immediately. This is not like the days where they could have unlimited spending and they go, oh dear, that car's not looking too good. I'll tell you what, throw about tens of millions of pounds or something, whack it in the wind tunnel, doesn't matter about the cost, and then we can have it all dealt with in a couple of races time. There you go, jobs are good. And then the cost cap came in and they couldn't do it quite as fast. But the W15 will be the first proper car that has James Allison's DNA all over it in the wake of Mike Elliott's departure from the team in this current era of regulations. Mike Elliott, in my opinion, being the scapegoat for Toto, then being able to pin the blame of all the Mercedes hardships on him specifically. And I personally don't think it's fair to have a scapegoat for any sort of eventuality. Like with Gunther Steiner, he should not be the main scapegoat as to why Haas has been so bad. There are multiple factors at play here. And this is the case for Mercedes. Because they hung on to this concept for too long, out of a mixture of hope that it could work with more development in the wake of George Russell's consistent top five finishes in the first half of 2022. And then, of course, that win in Brazil, because, hey, the W13 may have been bad, but it did win a race. And probably a little bit of stubbornness in not wanting to go down the direction of Red Bull, because that concept was clearly working. All the other teams were doing it, but Mercedes were determined to stay on the path that they had laid down, that there was still some potential in doing what they were doing with the Zero Pods. But come Bahrain 2023, they immediately realized that what they were doing was ultimately bad. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
and that they would ultimately scrap it. And then everybody decided to follow the Red Bull concept, including the Frankenstein's monster that was effectively the W14B post-Monaco. And I've seen various side-by-side -side comparisons of the layout of the wheelbase and the cockpit between the W14 and all of the other cars. And what's really, really obvious is that that car, the Mercedes, that cockpit is far further ahead than all of the other ones, which is probably wreaking havoc in terms of balance and overall car composition in the corners. So there is going to be that fundamental change in comparison to everyone else. So you can't just straight up copy them because your basic car, that basic chassis is not the same as theirs. To fix that, that requires a chassis change, which in the pre-cost cap era, you could easily do. Mercedes can't throw money at the problem and expect it to be changed quickly. They do have the resources to fix it. They do have the personnel to come up with a solution, but it's going to take time. They're going to have to wait for a whole brand new season and a whole brand new car. So you will still have the same performance gains like you had in the pre-cost cap era. It will just take longer to trickle down. But hopefully, with James Allison's insight during the dominating time of Mercedes, they hopefully might be able to get some gains from his insight throughout 2023 and trying to work in some kind of solution. And fortunately for them, the initial feedback of the W15 in the simulator is encouraging, with their long-term test driver Anthony Davidson saying that apparently it feels like a car for the first time in a couple of years. But at the same time, they are measuring these expectations. The Toto Wolf of old would have gone on the record saying, yes, don't you see, we absolutely have the car to be able to challenge Max and actually go for the title in 2024. Yeah, I absolutely believe it. There is no shifting me. Come Bahrain. Oh no, we absolutely made the wrong car. And oh no, I might go to my tail between my legs. I'll just go. No, he's being more measured. He's saying that he hopes that the correlation between the simulator and the track plays out and that this is true. It's not a guarantee. This is a slightly more modest Toto that we are seeing here, and that is going to work wonders for how Mercedes carry themselves in 2024. In my opinion, they can't be the glory hunter, absolutely dominating behemoths that they were prior to 2021, because they're not that anymore. A lot of the personnel have gone. A lot of the factors that made them successful have evolved. There are new people in charge that have to learn the ropes. They have their own styles. This is a team that has evolved and changed since those glory days. And they have to learn on the hoof. And they've been going through a whole lot of hardship. And quite a lot of the times, the hardship can be the best kind of motivation to try and get back on your feet again. So instead of Mercedes just going, I don't understand. We used to be great. Why aren't we great? Oh, no. And therefore getting their fandom into a tiz, they need to be a lot more measured and do what McLaren did and go, look, what we need to do is fix the problems we have before we can consider going for title challenges. Get that fixed first and then we'll go from there. A lot of people will be thinking, oh, he's just bluffing. Well, it's more pragmatic bluffing than I've seen from him over the years. I think they're right to be this cautious because I don't see them changing this car concept again before the new regulations come in in 2026 because this is the third concept change that Mercedes have had in as many years. The W13, the W14B effectively post-Monaco with those side pods and it just looked absolutely cumbersome, and now the W15. This has to be the last concept change before we then get into 2026, because if they do it again, they're going to get themselves completely lost. They're not going to know what to do in terms of a car concept, and they need to find what they have right now and just evolve it from there. It's something that I picked up from Adrian Newey's book, How to Build a Car, and how he basically evolved one design over multiple years and multiple teams. The 1988 Leighton House car, for example, went all the way through to the mid-90s with Williams, so long as the regulations allow it for them not to be some complete overhauls. Just, just evolve it. And that's what he did, all the way through the FW15 onwards. Toto, James, 
what you need to do is just make do with what you have and evolve it. So long as it's a solid concept and according to Anthony Davidson, it feels like a car, then it's a car you can work with. And hopefully the drivers can provide some good feedback and therefore you can learn from it there and steadily improve and make gains, make efficiency gains, potential gains, upgrades in a really timely fashion instead of just clinging onto something with desperation just because it's not what Red Bull's doing. This is something that is filling me with a whole lot more hope that this is not a team seemingly that is acting like they were in 2023 and still thinking they can go for the title. 2023 humbled a lot of people. No other team is going to go into this season thinking that they are going to beat Max Verstappen because otherwise they are going to be humbled incredibly hard, probably even harder than everybody was in 2023. Nobody's expecting Max and the RB20 to suddenly be terrible. Will it be as dominant? Probably not, but nobody is quite too sure yet. And the sentiments that Mercedes have expressed over the last few weeks have been promising and hopeful that they have actually found some modesty. But do I think they're going to go into Bahrain in 2024 and win on the first go? No, not at all. Like I said, the W15 will be the third concept change for Mercedes in as many years, and that takes time to bed in and fully understand. So I do not think that they are going to be going into the first race of the season with a car that they're immediately on top of, because there are going to be things that they need to learn. They can't do unlimited testing anymore. They've not been able to do that for many years. You don't even have the luxury of the 2022 season where you had six days of testing. You get three days and you can do all the simulator stuff that you can do. But again, the correlation has to be effective. The correlation in the wind tunnel has to be effective because if it's not and you come to a track and it's all completely different, and it's all completely wrong. You're on the back foot. It's very important. Those first few races will be explorative exercises. The driver's trying to figure out what do they have under their bums and whether or not they can work with it. And then we've got flyaway races all the way through to May and trying to get parts out in a timely fashion, all the costs in shipping the parts to and fro, that's going to take up a lot of time and resources. I do not see Mercedes being even close to going for wins until the likes of maybe Miami at the earliest, probably Imola at the start of the European campaign, when you can get parts to the track within the space of 24 hours. But hopefully the flyaway races will be able to help them realize that maybe they have a nice good baseline on their hands to evolve from there going forward into 2025. Not to mention for the fact that all of the other bits and pieces surrounding the Mercedes camp will have had time to have been optimized. The pit crew will have gotten to groups with their brand new equipment. They'll be able to get faster and faster and faster. They'll have less arduous times in terms of the strategy and getting their cars out of the pits and ahead of other people. They'll have a bit more of an easier time and the drivers will be a little bit happier too. Everyone will have understood the basics and be able to push more and more and more, iron out the quirks, iron out the reliability issues on the hoof, and therefore have a car which they are happy to get to grips with and evolve from instead of going, oh, this is terrible. We've got to design a whole brand new car again. And then they're back to square one. Small incremental upgrades that improve the overall package and provide some good, decent gains in an efficient manner. Slow and steady instead of doing a has and have one major upgrade that may or may not work small steady stuff. Mercedes will win a race and I reckon that it will be the Canadian Grand Prix, one of Lewis Hamilton's stronger tracks and something that I think will be a nice little boost for everybody's confidence in Brackley that they are onto something that will hopefully get them somewhere a little bit more competitive the following season and give them some optimism going into the brand new set of regulations that they have a good baseline in which to evolve with these new rule changes. For those of you reckoning that Mercedes will go on to win the title in 2024, both of them, I hate to disappoint you. This is going to take a while, but this is an absolutely necessary exercise for them to undertake. 
They need to swallow their pride, eat that humble pie, and realize that if they want to get back to winning titles, they have to change their attitude, fix up all of the fallacies and the inefficiencies that they have been able to neglect over the last few years, and then go from there. And most importantly, make sure they have the right people and the right motivation in which to go racing. Sure, it's great for them to think about, oh, we could win championships, but they do have to be realistic here that Red Bull, they are incredibly strong. They have spent many years going up against Mercedes, figuring out what they need to beat Mercedes and therefore be the new title champions, them being the ones to chase. And Mercedes need to be in that situation too. They need to get over the problems that have held them back realize what they need to do in which to fix the problem, and then go from there. It will be a slow and steady rise back up to the top. So for them to come out all guns blazing in 2024 and win the title immediately, that's just not realistic. But from all the stuff that I have seen, this is encouraging. I feel like Mercedes will be on it and will be hopefully in the run for a win or two in 2024. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.